Good evening, savages. Welcome to another episode of Savagely Paranormal. Tonight, we are going to go over the eight types of paranormal entities and hopefully have a good show because we get this, we've, we've had this requested a lot, a lot, and so let's delve, okay, delve in. So our first type that we're going to talk about are orbs, and those are usually like Many people see, like, balls of light, they're self-illuminated, they're different colors, they show up in videos and pictures, some people can see them with the naked eye, just kind of depends. They're usually harmless, though we haven't really had a whole lot of things, horrible things happen with just orbs. No, sometimes you get some where you go back through footage and you'll see an orb shoot across the screen and look like it went like into Kelsey's leg or whatever and then when you put that together with either an EVP or looking back at footage see what she was doing at the time a lot of times it'll correlate with what was going on yeah. um it said that an orb is like the easiest simplest form that an entity can take before it becomes like a full apparition which is what we're going to talk about next but there's different colored orbs um there's different colors and different colors mean different things not a hundred percent sure what the different colors mean (laughs) usually um (laughs) if you see a like bright white is usually divine energy um you have i mean they have it broke down into so many different colors but basically the bright white is the one that we see the most um bright orange is usually a protective spirit is around you um i see a lot of those there's solid black which we all know what that means usually that's some sort of negative energy um Burgundy, I don't really see I've those. never seen one that no, color. No. I don't think I've ever seen one. I've seen a lot of I've gray. I've seen like pink and blue, like white. Yes. Some green. Yeah. Some yellow, orangey colored. Gray is supposed to be like a residual energy, but to me, the gray ones usually end up being dust. Right. Yeah. Um, bright I'm... red is um, when you're low on energy or like you're kind of in trouble and you need some protection that's when you see those coming through um blue i don't know i've i've read a whole bunch of different things about blue um it can be i don't know to me i found most of the time the blue is more of a like a relative coming through just to Make sure you're okay physically and mentally. Right. Um, like a grandma or an aunt or a mom or a sister type thing. Now, looking at the evidence between, like, orbs and dust, orbs are going to be the balls of light that you see. They're, like, self-illuminated. Dust is usually pretty transparent. You can see through it. 
kind of depends. Like, bugs, some bugs, depending on what kind, can also look like orbs on video and pictures. You really have to, like, look through your evidence. And, like, a lot of times we, we see orbs or dust and we don't immediately say that it's paranormal because some of the places that we've been to to investigate are old. Like, right. really old. Like, the Rasa Opera House. Like, we have a lot of photos. A lot of photos of orbs and stuff. But it's so old that it's hard... It's yeah. hard to say, oh, yes, those are all orbs. When right. The majority of it could very well be dust because the building is old. It's drafty. Right. It's Every, dusty. Everything you sit on, everything you touch, it puts yeah. something in the air. Yeah. The best way that I I think we all do is you kind of take three to four snaps all in a row, like automatic. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And then you compare those three or four pictures that you have. And you can go from there. Usually you can eliminate what's dust versus what's an orb when you have those four to compare all in a row. Yeah. And then a lot of our orb photos that we have, you can also see, like, images or faces or different stuff inside of the balls of light that you're seeing. So it's not just, oh, look, there's a speck of something floating across your screen that's definitely an orb no most of the time that's not but i mean a lot of a lot of other paranormal groups i see specks of things and they automatically assume mm-hmm. orb orb yeah it could be a bug it could be literally anything i don't know I don't, I don't really like to use solely pictures of orbs as evidence of a Mm-mm. paranormal phenomenon. No. Right. Orbs alone, you're not going to get 100% from me because no. those are not concrete evidence. No. There's too many things that it could be. Alrighty. So, moving on. Mm-hmm. Our next type is... Usually what happens is the next stage in a haunting, so to speak, it's an apparition, and that is like a physical manifestation of a spirit or a ghost. It's also sometimes called an intelligent haunting, but that's not always the case. Some some of those are more residual, so it just kind of it depends. Right. Yeah, if it... Depends on what else is going on again. If it interacts with you, if you catch an EVP at the same time, a million different things. Um, yeah. But an apparition you can see with your own eyes is a great sign of a paranormal. Yeah. 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 And you know, and like, not all entities are able to like consistently maintain a physical form. So you also will get your EVPs and other interactions like ghost box stuff that you guys have seen us use a few times on. You'll see them touch the REM pods or move the dowsing rods or the pendulums. And there's always other means of communication as well as just not usually just a physical Form. It takes right. a lot of energy to yeah. make a full-bodied apparition. It's usually when all my batteries start to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a 
like other times you'll hear like them make sounds like you know knocking and moving things and they'll open and shut doors and yeah if you get a full-bodied apparition there's something they want to tell you for sure yeah right sometimes they'll like turn the lights on and off they'll turn the water on they'll throw things at you yeah mm. that goes in line you. with the next one yeah that goes in line with the next one our next type is a poltergeist and they're a little more violent than a apparition and they not my most favorite. No, I've never dealt with one. They're so. they're they're poltergeist in German. When you translate it out, it means noisy ghost. So you get a lot of again door banging, things being thrown, knocking, knocking tapping, tapping, whistling, yeah, voices. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's a lot of controversy over. The whole poltergeist versus the PK manifestation yes. thing. It's kind of the chicken or the egg, which came first. Yeah. Um, a lot of times people who have depression, anxiety, anger management problems and are sensitive, they can project all of that onto what is called a PK manifestation, which is simply that. It is a manifestation of all that negative energy that they're sending out there. Right. And then that acts like a poltergeist. So it's called reoccurrent spontaneous telekinesis or psychokinesis. Yes. So So that's like when you start thinking about it and then start doing it and then it finally everything just becomes like one thing. Yes. So they're had that issue. (laughs) So they're trying to figure out, okay, is this a PK manifestation or is it a poltergeist? Or did the PK make the poltergeist? Or did a poltergeist help to make the PK manifestation? Which is why we don't recommend you investigate your own house. No. Right. No. And, like, a lot of your more PK manifestations are going to occur with younger people. Like... Teenage, teenage hormone, puberty. Yes, a lot of it's, like... Hormonal fluctuations, <laughs> and because that creates powerful energy. That's a lot of energy going through puberty. And that's generally... Oh, God, yes. When, <laughs> I remember that. And that's generally the time when it's, the brain shuts off the ability to see and hear and experience yeah, and the other dimensions. You know, it's a lot of you know powerful emotions, and that collides with some people that don't know they have psychic abilities, and that's... When you start to get the PK manifestation type things. And a PK manifestation is a poltergeist that has a physical... Now it it goes from just hearing things move to now they are a physical being. And they are almost impossible to get rid of. A lot of working on your abilities and mental health. And... Yeah. Yeah. Well, now... Once a kid usually gets past the puberty stage and into, like, the adulting portions of their lives, the manifestation will usually, like, die down as long as they have worked through a lot of their emotional trauma and they find healthy ways to channel and journal through their emotions. Like, Qigong, <laughs> like yoga, how to meditate. meditation, journaling are all great. Grounding yourself. Ways to the secret is always being angry. 
The secret is not being angry. Let's not do that because that creates. It's so much easier to just be angry, though. It's like the Hulk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we got to green for the Hulk. I know. (laughs) Okay, so our next type of um, paranormal entity is a demon. Those are the fun ones. Those are not the fun ones. Talking about being angry. Yeah. And I like those ones. You know those why? ones are fun. <laughs> yeah, fun until they try to possess you or attack you, physical harm. Yeah. You know as a demon, when they react to religious provocation, yes. so that's always, um, always fun. Yeah, and generally, um, the, again, don't want to freak people out because not everything is a demon. Yeah. But when you're finding... Scratches, bites, um, handprints from being slapped. That does not always mean it's a demon. Because poltergeist activity can cause the same thing. But generally, that is one that happens from a demonic attack. (laughs) They will turn crosses around in your house. Um... You you may notice your Bible is not in the same place. I've I've had that happen before. <laughs> right. Um, and a demonic attack can like manifest as, you know, in all manners of like a poltergeist. And with things flying across the rooms and all that stuff, but they are most mostly physically violent. They're pushing you, you're getting shoved downstairs, they're trying to invade your nightmares to they want to Take wear over. you down to the point where they can physically overtake you or mentally, spiritually overtake you. Yeah. Um, that is their main goal. They right, wear right. you down and wear you down until they can have yes. control. There are many stages of a demonic type haunting, many stages. And if you catch it early enough, they're often easier to get rid of than once you hit the obsession stage so if you're starting to have activity like (laughs) are we all thinking the same thing yes (laughs) starting to have activity where you're being shoved and pushed and stuff it's always better to reach out for help at that stage and stop the communication yes, don't communicate stop the them. investigating yes reach out for help yes the more you're curious and the more you question things and the more you ask it to do things the more you're summoning more yes of them yes and you're the giving them permission your activity is going to be don't and do a that. A lot of times, in order to gain your trust, they will present themselves as a child. So you think you're talking to an innocent little child. How bad could that be? That it's is, always bad. That is why my rule is, if I see children anywhere, it's always you're a demon until you prove otherwise. Because I have seen many, many cases where the demonic acts as a child or another, like... A safe person. safer being, and then it hits the fan, and... And they they know everything. So even if you think you're talking to your great-grandma, and you ask specific questions that only great-grandma would know... Yeah, they know. And it's always a friend. It's always a family member. um, Or a kid. Or a kid that... 
Yeah. You think you're talking to because they know everything, because the answers are exactly what you want to hear to keep you going, to keep yes. you interested, to keep you asking more questions. Don't do that. No. You get, you know, you can ask random questions and you're still going to get an answer that you want to hear. It's just, it's never going to stop. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah, it is absolutely the entire point. Is to they, keep you interested yes. long enough that they can wear you down to possess you. That is our end goal, is to possess you because that causes the most damage. The more you, you know, communicate, you ask for EVPs, you ask it to move things, the you're giving it permission get. to interact with you. If you give it permission to interact with you, it is going to interact with you. Yes. Bottom line. Which is the other reason why we don't recommend Ouija boards. Yes. Yeah. Or communication, you know, if it looks like a Ouija board, it probably is a Ouija board, whether it's a piece of paper you decided to draw on or something you found on the internet. Don't, for the love of God. Don't do it. Don't do it. Basically, you know those big spotlights they put out for fairs and stuff? That's That's what what you're doing in the spirit You're just putting a beacon like, hey... I'm here, a board, come play. Don't do that. It is also important to know that if you're reaching out for help because you think you have demonic activity, they can and will read every single message that you're sending online. Yeah, they do. On the phone. They know. So if you need help and you have to go through the church, go physically to speak with somebody. They don't like that. Don't no, go. Don't. <laughs> don't do it on the phone because they're going to do everything in their power to prevent the people from coming to help and you. And don't be surprised if you go to get in your car and you have a flat tire or it won't start or. <laughs> oh, my exhaust just fell off. So or, mine's dangling. <laughs> I mean, they can also cause car accidents and a plethora of other things. But to prevent you from getting help. If you're in that situation, you have to get help. Whether yes. it's through the church, through a team, whatever, whatever Even, your religion is, you have to get help. My suggestion is having a team come out first to record and the evidence going on and go, happenings yeah. because they can, on your behalf, go and request help going, from the church and they can set up the appointment so your entity has no idea what's going on going with proof is a little easier than just walking in the door saying hey i think i have a demon yeah um it, it, always always go with proof to the church if you need an exorcism or you think you might need an exorcism because they don't just do that willy-nilly and no that has that to go doesn't up the also chain of mean command. that they're not gonna they're they're gonna turn you away they're just no. gonna want to know yeah. yeah. More kind of like what we do when we ask questions. They're going to want to know what you did. Yeah. Right. Don't lie. No. Don't lie. That's not helpful to anybody's situation. They're no, not going to judge you. They just need to know what they're getting into. And by lying to the people that are coming to help you, whether it be a priest or a team, you are putting them in danger. If you lie and answer questions falsely, you are absolutely putting them in danger end of discussion like they say demonic energy is not a game it's no no it's a big thing it is and it's it's a very very serious very serious thing like you do not want to lie about anything that you have done and they're going to ask you have you done any witchcraft satanic worship 
Have you pulled out a Ouija board? Have you opened portals that you don't know how to close? Like, have you performed any sort of ritual that could open yeah. doorways? Like even so, <laughs> even if you are practicing, whether it's you're part of you know Satanism as your religion, you practice Wicca, witchcraft, all those. We're not telling you not to. No, we're just telling you that. To watch the doors that you open. Yes. And to, if you are not experienced, just don't go grab a book and say, hey, this is what we're going to do today. That's not how that works. Yeah. If you could be, you know, putting, you know, luck out into the world is what you think you're doing. And then come to find out you conjured something. That happens. Don't do that. If you, you think. yes, <laughs> if you if you want to get into doing witchcraft or into you know Satanism or whatever, do your research. Do your research. Find somebody who has done it for years, not you know six months, a year, maybe year and a half, like years. Somebody who has background, who has knowledge, who can fix the mistake that you've made. Yes, because. Getting involved in anything like that is not something that you just do willy-nilly. No. And if you have done something like that and you think you may have done something wrong or you think something might be going on, contact a team. Let them come out, come out, check it out for you. I would rather come out and be able to tell you there is nothing going on yeah. than to have you not call somebody and have something happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, we have had places where we've gone and nothing has happened, and we were like, okay, cool. Nothing. But then we've gone back a few weeks later and had a whole bunch of stuff happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just because your team comes out once and nothing happens also doesn't mean that there's not activity. It just means that they were lying dormant to see what was going on. Right. Well, we've had it where they would hide from us for a while and then. Like at the Ross house, everything mm-hmm. was quiet. Nothing happened until like midnight. No, it, no, it was it later was like than that. 2 3 o'clock yeah. when it finally livened up. Yeah. And you know, like three is the yeah. mockery of the Holy Trinity. So yeah. that's when all the fun things come to play. Mm-hmm. And they did. Fun, right? We'll go with that. Yeah. That's when all the fun things come to play. So if, mm. you're, if you're having a lot of activity around 3 a.m., you might want to consider calling somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if your place is haunted, like, with, like, a an intelligent haunting that's not demonic, it's haunted in the daytime or at nighttime. Yeah. Yeah. Like most, yeah. most demonic hauntings, the activity is way worse the later it gets into the evening. And it's usually around 3 a.m. that the activity is at its peak. And then it tapers off from there. Mine tends to go to bed at 11. <laughs> That's nice. Because he's grumpy. <laughs> he's a grumpy old man. He is a grumpy old man. He sits in the corner of my basement and he smokes. It pisses me off because I hate that smell. Alrighty. So our next type of ghost is a residual haunting. And that's, you know, the activity happens the same time every night. Over and over and over again. And, and it's not an intelligent haunting. It's just a replay of something that has imprinted on the location. I mean, and that's kind of what we get called for is usually the residuals is... Yeah. 
People want to know why their door keeps opening at the same time every day. Why they hear knocking, why they hear tapping, why they hear sounds of giggling or laughing and yeah. conversations. It's usually furniture. Like, it's this, like a loop. Yeah, when someone would come, like come home record. from work at 5 o'clock every day, they'd walk in the house, take off their shoes, go play with the kids. You'd hear the kids giggle. So 5 o'clock every day, you hear the front door, you hear the shoes, you hear them walk down the hall to go see the kids. It's just an yeah. imprint that just happens over and over and a lot of the time those ones are livable you yeah. know that they're not out yeah. to get you it's just somebody stuck you can always be nice and just say hey how's you, ha- i know you're here and kind of go from there most of the time the residual hauntings they have no idea that you're there so you'll see a person walk through the hall down the hall and through a door that doesn't exist anymore and it's the same thing all the time. And there, specific there's time nothing every day. you can do about there's it, not, really. You just live with that. And then that eventually point. you won't even notice it anymore. There's no. one of those at the opera house. The guy would leave. He'd come down the stairs, through the door, down the walkway, out the door, and go home. And that so door doesn't you exist just see anymore. It, yep. So you just see the shadow go down, and out he goes. And then... I don't that, think we're going to get through our whole list today. Well, actually, that's our. this is our last one. Oh, okay. Our last type is the cryptids. So we're talking, like, fey, aliens, no. Bigfoot. Sorry, April. Skinwalkers, <laughs> Wendigos. FYI, we don't do the, the A-words. No. No. You can and, call us for anything else. We don't do those. And that is going to have to be another episode because there are way too many cryptid things to discuss. And, yeah. I'm excited about that one. <laughs> you going to learn some stuff? We're going to learn you. We're going to learn you. Yeah, the cryptids are like more like the, the folklore-type beings. So, like banshees, witches... Imps, which is not really a cryptid. It's a demon, but it falls in the category of cryptids. Um, Black shucks. Elementals. Yes, I'm excited about that. Mermaids. (laughs) Oh, my God. The mermaids. Those are all all in the... (laughs) Mermaids are sirens. They just want to eat people. Right. Those were... But those are all... Little kids call them mermaids. (laughs) Those are all, like, in the cryptid-type category, and that's going to have to be a whole other episode because there are way too many of those to go over. Yes. Make a new cartoon of Ariel. that we have. She's all pretty in her mermaid costume and goes... Oh, my God. So, uh, we also have two investigations coming up mm-hmm. back-to-back weekends, right? Yes. 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 15th and the 22nd. Yes. Back-to-back weekends. We will probably, if I can get everything set up correctly, we should have a live that actually functions. Yes, because those are our hometown investigations to clients. That our friends also, so. Yeah. Say it worked the last time at the Ross house, so keeping our fingers crossed, we can get it to work this time. Alright. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Turn on notifications. Check us out on all the streaming podcast apps, whatever they are. YouTube, Discord, all the podcasts. Join our Discord. Find us on Facebook. If you need help, reach out. Discord is probably the easiest place to reach out to us. Facebook works. I still don't know. I'm always always on checking the Facebook (laughs) messages. She always checks the Facebook. I always check the Discord. So if you need help. Website works too. It goes to all of us. Yep. And if we can't help you, we will find someone that can. Yep. We go all the way. We've got contacts all the way to England, Australia. The Netherlands. I'm sure there's more. We, We have contacts everywhere. We're getting there. Yeah. 
We're slowly building a community. We are. <laughs> Just recently yeah. found some in California. Yeah. All right, savages. Have a good night.